Wait, so how much of the art style do you get in first person? None, baby. <laughs> you're like, if, if that doesn't tell you you're using the wrong camera angle, I don't know what will. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am back. It is Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan, the man who is warming my seat for the past couple of weeks. How are you? Welcome back. Big shoes to fill. I'm uh, I'm buggered, mate. Only size sixes, mate. Aren't yeah, they? deceptive though. They they look small, but they they wear large. No, it's uh, it's good to have you back, mate. They're girthy. I got a lot of girth. <laughs> they are very girthy. Wide foot. A lot of girth, but. Um, Do you get a lot of discounted shoes, mate? I get. I'll tell you a, a story after this, but hang on. Um, James, James Wood is here as well. Hi. Yep. What's up? Hey. Uh, and so is Nathan Hennessy. Oh, hi, Zach. You're back. Um, one time when I was buying shoes for work, like, oh, gee, like ten years ago, right? You, if you know, you have to buy like the black, um, like you know, like the black shoes. I was trying a couple on, tried a couple of sevens and my, yeah, cause my foot's very, well, not very big. Um, and it's not very, not very, like it's pretty narrow too. Um, so there's some brands that I know that fit. Anyway, uh, I was trying some shoes. Nah, too, like the length is good, but the, you know, I'm not feeling all the space. And she goes, all right, here's a couple of, uh, shoes from the kids section. So I was trying to like fucking. I'm like 25 and I'm trying to like 12 year old. Did you get some heelys? Is this where this is going? I was like, <laughs> I just was like, nah, like I'm just going to stick with my old shoes I've got with like the holes in them and I'll figure it out later. I'm not buying bloody schoolboy shoes, mate. Hush, hush puppies, mate. They don't age discriminate. You can get away with the kid's size. No one will tell. No, the good old um, Sir Julius Marlowe. Shout out oh, to him. Uh, yeah, he's so got right. some, uh, yeah, he knows my feet. I, I do like really well. a good Julius Marlowe. Yep, yep. Straight yeah, out of Harris man. Scarf. How you doing? Big, huge fan of the podcast. <laughs> no, I, got, I think I got mine from Maya, I think, mm. or David Jones. Anyway, um, there you go. What's your brand of work shoe, James? Um, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Connie's guy. Um, yeah, you would be. Yeah, I know. I'm such what cushions uh, your soul, <laughs> Mr. Ryan? Uh, no, no. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Are we, no, I, I was going to say, I do put some like nice cushiony like insoles in there though, just yeah. to be like absolutely good to myself. Yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You got to after the age of 25, if you're really taking care of yourself, Truly, treat yourself exactly. right. Ryan? Yeah, I, I don't mind a, a Connie either or some, some docks. One of the, one of the two. I'm a, I'm a boot man these days, but. I work from home, so I just shoes. Uh, shoes are not really that important. A good sock, I suppose, is is good for me. But uh, otherwise, it's I've got my my moccasins that I bang around in on a cold day. But yeah. I do find mm. oh, a on a good shoes, work from boy. home day, <laughs> a good work from home day for me needs shoes though. Like I feel like I need the routine nah, of they're being foot prison. Nah. <sighs> Foot prison, throw them yeah. out the fucking. You, you the door. live in like Tassie's moccasin suburb too. It's beautiful. Well, yeah. Hey, Better right, believe okay, it. Okay, yeah, okay. Speaking of, um, funny you say boot men. I got, I got another tale for you. When I was younger, um, there was a, a film called Boot Men, I think, or Boot Man or whatever. 
So Would this be 90s like film it. of the week? Are you jumping the gun here, mate? No. So my parents are like, oh, can you just Google that? Like on our old fucking dial-up thing. I went to Bootman and he, guess what that was? That that was not that film. That that was um, Dudes in Boots, all right? Um, ah. That was my first, ex- my, <laughs> my first exposure to... Was it a bit of an awakening for you? Is that what you're getting at? It was. Actually, it was. <laughs> I was like, well, I found Bootmen, the 2000 Australian American romantic there comedy. There you go. I'm I guessing mean, that's not still the looks kind of homoerotic, <laughs> but you know. Oh look, this Men must have boats. been the um. Hey man, whatever anyway. floats your boat. That's it. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. Let, let's talk video games. It's been a while since I've been here. What have uh, you know, I was getting getting some rays, some UV up in Cairns. It was lovely. Very expensive. Cairns, Cairns, not Canberra, for those um, <laughs> listening. Um, but no, it was good. Good uh, week away. I played, finished the rest of Broken Sword, uh, the first one again. So that was quite good. But again, like this new modern thing of like checkpointing, I just completely forgot to to save my game right before this moment. And this is right towards the end of the game when you're, and I open this door and I, and he's like, Hmm, that looks a bit dangerous. And I'm like, Oh no. And I was too slow to click back. Door fell on me. And I was like, you are kidding me. It was about 90 minutes worth of game. I, I lost. Um, anyway, I powered through it. So it was fun to uh, play that. And yeah. Read a, almost finished my book, Midnight in Chernobyl. So, we, we yeah, should, nice, we should, we should, nice time away then. Pretty, by the sounds of it, pretty, pretty, pretty. It was alright. How's the coffee? Uh not too bad. Not too bad. I was satisfied. Did you pay enough for it? Do you, did someone offer you like a five dollar coffee and you're like, get the fuck away? It's eight dollars or it's nothing. <laughs> I was like, well, that's uh, too cheap. Uh, too it cheap. Must be sus. Yeah, right. Um, um, no, I think it was. Like six eighty or something for the coffee I bought like one morning, Oof. but that was like a, a, a like a large because you know Melbourne has this thing right where most cafes are like large and small, correct? But the large is like a medium or like a regular, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas yep. all the places I went to in Queensland they're like small, medium, large, right? I'm looking at the large, going, mm, it looks big, but is it? And I was looking at like the medium, going, that looks small. I don't know. Ordered the large, and that's why it was six eighty. But and then I was like, "Yeah, this is probably too too big." Anyway, um, there you go. I mean, these are the important things. These um, are the important things: shoe yeah. sizes, cup sizes. Boots. No blue heaven milkshakes, though, to be had. I was disappointed. Um, so and no Nickelback. I went to JB in Cairns uh, on Nickelback Day to buy the album, and they hadn't hadn't got their stock yet. So. Imagine you're like, I'm going to get away for a little while from the hustle and the bustle. I'm going to have a good relax. And what do you do on your, your little holiday? You go to JB Hi-Fi and look for fucking Nickelback, honestly. Well, I hadn't planned to. There was a reason why we were... You we slipped and to, fell into Nickelback. No, we had to go to the chemist. And the chemist happened to be a like two-minute walk from where JB was. So I was like, eh, well... like The chemist was only a 15-minute drive from... JB, I was I was practically mate, forced. I, mate, I didn't even have to go to the chemist. I, I was dragged along to the chemist, so Yeah, right. That's all right, uh, baby. Put put the condoms back on the shelf. We don't need protection. <laughs> JB's next door. It's the day. 
Let's go pick it up, baby. Uh, We're listening to Chad Kroger's croaky tunes tonight. Oh, what a beast. Mm. Good album too, actually. Thank you for asking. Um, anyway, so video games, eh? Uh, I've also played Evil West, which, you know, I was, I've been super, super, super keen for, and I'm fucking loving it. Uh, I was, I got up to this, that stage where you, Nathan, and Adam were talking about it on the potty last week before I stopped mm. listening. Um, How dare you? Well, no, just because, no, because I was, I uh, finished what I was doing, so. But uh, have you guys played much more of it? I have... Unlocked, I think, three guns and no upgrades for those guns. So I'd say I'm still probably only an hour to 90 minutes in. It's okay. it's very jarring playing that at the same time as God of War Ragnarok. Two games that are very much in a similar space. Okay. Um, but still that scratching that itch in two very different ways. I, I respect I respect Evil West. I think it's great for what it is. Yeah, I'm starting I'm like two hours in, I'd say, maybe a little bit further on than Nathan, and I'm having a fucking blast. I love yeah. switching the brain off and killing some vampires. I'm having a, a grand old time. It feels satisfying. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm about 10 hours in now. Holy um, shit. And, yeah, I'm just absolutely frothing it. It's just doesn't do any more than it needs to, and it's old-fashioned. Yeah. It's those arenas, and you just – and it's fucking hard. Like, I'm playing on normal, man, and there's a couple of bosses oh, in there. There's one boss that I'd spoken with Ash about. Um, he's like, yeah, this boss is a real, how you doing? Um, and I was like, it can't be that bad. P- played it. This this boss is tough. Once you figure out like a good me- like method to approach it, which took me like the fourth go, but they're bullet sponges. And like you can be fighting these bosses for like 15 minutes or so. Um, and then one today I, I, I played, uh, finally beat, on the first go, but an enemy glitched outside the arena and I couldn't kill him because I, mm. it's, you know, it's one of those old school games where like, if you, if you've got like a TNT crate in front of you, you can shoot it. But if you're uh, like on the other side of it, if there's like a wooden gate, right, blocking the TNT, you yeah. know, you can shoot through the, like the holes, you know, or the, between the planks, it's like, a, you know, one of those invisible barrier things. So it doesn't blow up, but yeah, I couldn't shoot this enemy on the outside of the the barrier. So I had to reload back into the game and do the all do the, the boss all over again. But but no, I'm loving it. Fun action and just it's just got that energy that I like, James, you know? Just that, that blokey, old Western blokey action. Um, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. The gruff yeah. the gruff white dude just killing vampires, you know? Sign me up, I say. Sign me up. Yep. Can't wait for the sequel where he has a son he begrudgingly is raising. Oh. I we know. can only hope, really. Truly. Yep. Anyway, I'm keen to keen to tackle the the rest of it. But um apart from that, I did the tutorial very first mission, maybe, of Need for Speed Unbound before the potty. Uh even though I knew it was coming, I still don't like the art style. <laughs> Um, but the gameplay seems pretty fun. And once again, I'm in first person viewpoint, so don't roll your ass. Um, wait, so how much of the art style do you get in first person? None, baby. (laughs) You're like, 
if if that doesn't tell you you're using the wrong camera angle, I don't know what will. They put that little well, effort into it that they they didn't put the major selling point of the game on so, first person. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I've, like I've only played like a half an hour, right? Um, actually, not even that. It's like twenty minutes, but it's the cutscenes that have that the anime style to it. The cars mm. themselves are pretty, pretty, pretty normal. In one of the like cutscenes before. Like the game gives you control. They had like smoke effects that were like anime kind of anime smoke. Like, mm. Yeah, right. Like, um, but apart from that, there was nothing in the race that was that art style. Interesting. Sen- sensing that but, you don't like anime, mate. Mm, well, I gave that away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, there's 20, 20 minutes there, and that's that's it so far. Oh, and I played FIFA before I went away. The reviews on the website, uh, fun. I enjoyed it. A bit slower paced than uh, the last one, but pretty authentic, really. World Cup mode's pretty fun. There you go. I mean, you, if you want to buy FIFA, you would have already bought it. So it's there if you want to, to have a read. How about you guys? What's everyone else been playing? Disappointed to hear no Pentiment, mate. I guess you're saving that one for Randy. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's next. I was nearly going to start it today, but I was like, oh, no, nah, because I'll do this thing where I'll start fucking Evil West, I'll start Pentiment, then I've got Neve Speed coming in, and I'll be juggling all this stuff, and then I won't get the full... So I want to play Evil West from through, and then I'll move on to Pentiment. I'll grant What's you next? that. That's a good choice. What have you been playing? Rather than jumping, jumping back and forth. What, what, what about the old video, James? Uh, a couple of things. Um, so Jacob Geller released a YouTube video on uh, his favorite scene in Immortality, and it made me realize Ooh. that there was still stuff in that game I hadn't seen. So I jumped back into that. Oh no! Um, Don't tell me this. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is. There is. There's so many layers. Oh, it's beautiful. Shit. Um, still, still as good as I remember, which is nice. Um, but mostly been playing um Pokemon Scarlet. Um, because I I caved and I picked it up during Black Friday. Um, yeah, you look, it's, yeah, it doesn't run well. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of very, very distracting. Um, like there, there's a lot of things in that game that are genuinely like a really good time. Um, like, like a quote unquote open world Pokemon game works well when it works. Um, but it is just like a litany of aesthetic mistakes that make it just uncomfortable to play at times, like from camera to art direction to um, just general performance. Um, it's always doing something that makes me feel a bit like, ugh. Um, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's a bummer as well, because like the new Pokemon are cute. The, the, the tone of what they're going for, I think is, is pretty interesting and okay. Um, but um, yeah, it is, is a game that does not want to be played yet. It, it needs another 12 months. Um, I don't know. I might play Pokemon Black again instead. We'll it, see. It feels so weird playing a Pokemon game for the first time that like doesn't feel ready. It's buggy. Mm. Like I've only mm-hmm. played a couple of hours and I've, I've encountered a lot of like little glitches in that that are very noticeable. Like mm-hmm. characters sort of T-posing in the environment or like characters that will just be walking with no animation and stuff like that. Just a lot of very yeah. noticeable odd things occurring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's it's, it's a bit of a bummer. I checked out uh, the new season of Fall Guys as well. Um, just because, you know, PR reached out and said, hey, do you want to give this a shot? 
it's still four guys. Um, I'm still not good at it. And I, I, I there's just so, such so much, so many little elements of like chance and that I, I don't feel like I have control over what's going on in that game. I get that that's the point and that's really fun in like a party scenario. Um, but when you are just, you know, fucking around after work and you want to like win a match, it's not a, it's not a great time for James. I prefer Fortnite if I'm going to just fuck around and do nothing after work. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Nice. Been playing some Fortnite, Adam. Adam, what have you been playing this uh, this past week? Absolute trash is the answer to that question, but it's been a hell of a good time. So outside of the trash, I've been playing Evil West. That's a good old time. I've also, for some reason, purchased Diablo 2 Resurrected and Diablo 3 for the, about the 10th time because um, a few friends were like, oh, we haven't played Diablo in a while, and that's all it took for me to, to download it again. But outside of that... Um, a few friends and I have been playing Earth Defense Force Iron Rain and having an absolute fucking blast, uh, blasting away big ants and weirdly jumping spiders and all of the other bullshit that that game has to offer. Um, but the other night we we had wrapped up playing whatever my mates and I were playing and we were like, eh, we're, we're done with the, the multiplayer offerings, but we want to play something else. So we, we tried to find the worst looking shovelware we could find on the PlayStation Store. Um, which ended up being a 35 cent banger of Lizard Lady versus the Cats, um, which is like, if I was being generous, you could call it a third person shooter, but it takes about 15 to 20 minutes to finish and get the platinum on. And that's, that's all it's there for is a platinum trophy. But uh, I streamed that to my mate and then he bought some random shovelware bullshit and he streamed it to me. Had an absolute baller of a time for 35 cents, so it was absolutely worth it. Um, and then we followed it up with Tour de France 2021, which we downloaded, waited to install, um, only to figure out there's no online multiplayer. So we both played about 3Ks of a 26K race and then gave up on that. So I've had a I've had a weird couple weeks and yeah, a weird last seven days in in gaming, but that's been me. That is eclectic. Adam, one thing I've got to say, have, did you read the news about these shovelware games going to be banned from the PlayStation network? Yeah, man, I figure I have to gobble them up while I can. So I'm going <laughs> to buy all of them. Now I did see that and I'll be glad to see them fuck right off because if I have to see burger jump and spaghetti jump turbo and all of that bullshit, it, it makes it very hard to, search for specific things on the PlayStation store, but some of them are really fucking funny, including Lizard Lady versus the Cats. How often are you searching for games with um, spaghetti in the title? <laughs> I don't think I need to disclose that to you, mate. I think I can fair keep enough, that. that that's, that's private information. But uh, Tour de France, that's odd. No, but you, actually, was, you do like bikes. Like, you love cycling. I like... Yeah. I like mountain bikes. I'm not a, a road bike man, but it was absolute dog shit. It was easily the most boring game I've ever played, but the the entertainment value was downloading it to play with a mate to then realize you couldn't play online. So I got, I got entertainment out of it, just not probably from the places they would want. Hmm. All right, Mr. Hennessy, what have you been up to? I mean, do you, uh, you work the, the election. You, uh, I was supposed to, and then they pulled me out the day before. Really, mate? Yeah. Danny Andrews was like, "Mate, don't need you. It's gonna be, gonna yeah, be an easy it's win." It's a landslide, mate. Yeah, take the day off. I got this, bro. 
Were you surprised at the result? None of it's been surprising. Yeah, neither. I was. None of it's been I, surprising. I, I kept reading that uh, old Matthew Guy was in with a chance and I was like, mate, what is... The media were trying about? very hard to push that from particular mastheads where that wasn't surprising. Uh, call that one agenda setting. Because there was nothing to ever suggest that he ever had a chance other than if we can make people believe it, they might vote in favour of the so-called underdog or potential winner. Yeah. There's but imagine that being there. like... Imagine that being your, your CV. Got absolutely destroyed in like Twice. one election. Resigned. Got brought back in because they were like, there's fucking nobody else to do it. So you want you <laughs> no to race go the again? Horse. And then got bloody Smashed. pummeled again. Yep. Like. I don't think they gained any ground. Like, I actually think they lost seats. They probably. didn't gain any. Um, yeah. Do, do you think, uh, I know we're going a little bit uh, off topic a bit, but do you think that people vote for Dan Andrews because there is no alternative? Or do you think that people are satisfied with his reign? Well, I just know that as as someone who has come from Tasmania with a very different sort of po- political sphere down there, it seems like Labors and boroughs are very much entrenched in a particular party voting preference. For example, where I am, since since the early, like, 19, like since before 1950, it's always been Labor. Just always been Labor. And there's a lot of, like, I'm in the northern suburbs, a lot of suburbs have just always been set in their ways for decades. So, I, yeah, those numbers don't seem to change much. Hmm. All right, video games. Uh, what have you been playing that's not uh, the big beast that you'll talk about? Very easy one there, Zach. I've only been playing a little bit of Ragnarok on the side so we can hopefully talk that one soon. I've, I think I've clocked about 20 hours in now and I've, I've just checked with a friend to see, you know, how far I'm actually tracking through this game. And they're like, you know, you, you've, you've still got a lot of game ahead, even at the 20-hour mark. I'm like, holy Christ. Big game. But the thing is, for, for a game this big, it never feels like a big game. At least <laughs> I'm finding. Like, it doesn't have moments that feel huge. It's very much, I've got very pretty corridors and a lot of arenas in between, yeah. and that's it. I, I do wonder if part of that is because of, like, the narrative structure they've gone with, where it seems like every couple of hours it's like, well, now we have to go and find this to do this. So we'll give you like a few I, more corridors. Exactly, yeah. Even even the so-called open world parts are really just a few corridors that kind of loop around on one another. Like, it's never, mm. it's never expansive. But I'm still enjoying it by that metric. It's just... Uh, I think I had more grandiose expectations for this based on what the the previous game set up at the end. See, two things like I I enjoyed James's uh, talk about it last week. Um, I am not shocked in the slightest. That, um, <laughs> no, of course, this is this is this is a bit like Dan Andrews. Like there, like there's the segue. Like like you know, Ragnarok is Dan Andrews winning. Uh, and that's inevitable. Like it. Like just, yeah, just wasn't. <laughs> Look, was never going to change. I am doing um, my best. I promise you, I am trying my best. He's playing so much of the same game, though. Like, I don't see how this one's going to resolve his grievances, mm. so to speak. Um, and the yes. other thing is that when you have a game that flips it so good on to a new level, like with this, and uh, as we mentioned before, the RE2 remake. The next time around, this doesn't 
feel as good. Um, and I feel like that's gonna that was that was gonna be the case here. Like it kind of was with RE three remake. I was like, yeah, it's good, but we've had that wow factor before. This, and is, this also, is just more. Yeah, I was also going to say another point that you've raised previously when Kieran was talking about it was you know to, were concessions made to keep this on PS four, and I think mm. so. Particularly yeah. the fact that yeah, it seems like every five minutes you're like shimmer, shimmying through a crevice or something like that. Like <laughs> the amount of hidden load screens in this game is so constant mm. it does start to become obvious. Right. Okay. See, I got uh, didn't I get a didn't I get a bit. Uh... Yeah, we're like, no, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Game looks yeah, great. But it's not the looks necessarily. That, it's more the design. Yeah, it's not a visual thing or an art direction thing. It's it's just purely a moment-to-moment -moment gameplay feels very last-gen. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. Apology accepted. Um, <laughs> and I will also say, just while we're on this topic, um, Resident Evil 3 remake at least understood when and how quickly it needed to get in and get out. Like, that was a blockbuster action movie and it did its thing and then you it moved was very on short, from it. But I think that was, yeah. again, that's uh, that's the other part of it too. Like people, people, uh, people are fucked. Like you can have a short game, people go, no, this is too, way too short, like The Order. Yeah. Or you can have a short game, people go, this is fucking amazing, this is the best thing ever. Um, but I like picked it up for 30 bucks. So for, for me paying 30 bucks for that like four hour experience, I was like, this was just what I needed. If I bought that on release, I'd be a bit sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, I gave it an eight, but I gave two a ten. Um, yeah, but that yeah, seems, it was, it, that's fair. Yeah, it was just that that you know that wow, this is such so different to what we've had before. Just it just doesn't hit as hard the second time. Anyway, mm. um, you've got a big re review to talk about. You, I think you spoke about it last week as a did preview. indeed. Yep, uh, you're now going to give us the full full the wrap up. Indeed. So I've been able to clear my thoughts now on the game that is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Now, if you heard last week when I tried to ramble about what I thought this game was, I was very unclear, even at close to, I think what I think I was 10 hours in at that point. So I understood a few things that remain constant. Uh, primarily, this is a card-driven like hero skirmish battler. What do I mean by that? Um, the, the core gameplay of this game will have three... Marvel superheroes of the likes, the few I named last week, but for example, like Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Wolverine, Blade, typically characters that we'd more expect to see dealing with the supernatural side of the Marvel hero universe. You'll take three of them into a fight, and the fight will see you squaring off a bunch of goons in just a small, like, square arena. And the goal is usually to eliminate all of them, and then mission complete. That's effectively making up half of this game from Firaxis, the developers of the Civilization games and XCOM. The other half of this game is a kind of romantic or social side game, the likes of what we've seen in uh, popularly Fire Emblem Three Houses. So this is going to involve you in a hub location called The Alley, which is going to be occupied with the other Marvel heroes that form the Midnight Suns gang. And it's going to effectively proceed in a kind of slice of life, what we see in perhaps Persona, where you're just going to be engaging these characters each and every single day. The game has in-game days. A day will be made up of the morning. You'll go out for a combat mission, and you will have to do that to progress the day, and you will have to win that mission. So that means like repeating missions that can cause issues, particularly when you get into points of the game where the difficulty sort of ebbs and flows in very unusual ways. You can have fights that seem like impossible to win unless you lower the difficulty all the way. 
you can't really grind or progress the game in any meaningful way until you've beaten that hurdle and then the day will progress into the afternoon and your afternoons will see you hanging out with the gang you don't get up to any superhero stuff this is a really unusual part of this game so the social side game will make up close to 50 percent of your experience with this game we thought last week it might be somewhat avoidable because i mentioned that i didn't like the writing i said the voice acting portrayed what you would expect superheroes to sound like in like a cartoon sense or anything like that like it's adequate but the writing here is atrocious there is a lot of it and very quickly outside of like the game's main cutscenes, the voice acting is going to get really bad there is a lot of dialogue in this game during that social side game as you're taking characters for hangouts you'll be talking to them using dialogue options there's a morality meter involved which just ebbs between good and bad Depending on how many points you're able to invest in like either side, you'll unlock cards for your player-made character that they will have in battle. So there's like the alignment system will open up light or dark aligned abilities. Um, one of the issues with that is as you're talking to your characters, some things you say will gain favor with them. So a little heart will pop up with a plus or a minus some points depending on the choices you make during dialogue. It's all incredibly vacuous stuff that you'll be talking about. So you'll be talking to um, Doctor Strange about, or, or as he's constantly called through the game, and it really irks me. Um, the characters call him Doctor Spooky to try and piss him off, and it's a joke that they try to do uh, dozens and dozens of times, and it never works. Um, so you'll be talking to him about, you know, what it's like to deal with monsters, and you'll say, "Oh, I'm, you know, my player made character is." the daughter of Lilith, the game's villain. She's the mother of demons. Um, so therefore you'll say, you know, I'm, I'm part demon woman and Doctor Strange won't like that. So you'll lose points, but then you might gain alignment. So it's always in conflict with one another. You want to gain favor with characters to unlock combos in combat, but doing so may adjust your alignment. It's a system that doesn't really work is what I'm trying to say. It's clunky. The entire social side game is clunky. Um, you're not doing anything fun with these characters except you'll be playing like you'll take them out and watch a vignette of them playing video games or chilling on the beach or playing cards there's only like six different types of activity and you're going to do this over 50 times during the course of the campaign uh, there are some arcs like some narrative arcs in the side game but they're just as bad for example in the first act the entire narrative arc of the social side game again this is 50% of your time while you're not in combat is there was a group where I had to basically commiserate with the Zoomers in the, in the Midnight Suns in a thing called the Emo Club. Uh, that's what they call it. So every afternoon you have to join the Emo Club and talk about, you know, parental problems with the runaways and, you know, oh, my daddy's a villain and that makes my life really sad. It's really bottom-of-the-barrel stuff. It would almost be passable in a cartoon, but I think it's so patronizing and aggressively bad that i don't think kids would really palette this um you might be able to find some enjoyment in this if you realize very early on that it is incredibly bad you might be able to find that sort of happy medium where you can enjoy something that's really atrocious in appreciating just how atrocious it is but this game tries really hard to deliver what i would consider big bang type humor in a kind of sitcom style format without the canned laughter so it's very hard to tell what you're meant to be laughing at and the game's always trying to crack jokes they just don't work that aside so that does none of that stuff works 
That's half of the game. We haven't seen that in any of the marketing for good reason. I think the game is kind of aware that it misses far more than it hits with this social side game. But it's there nonetheless to make this a product that's far more bloated than it needs to be. This is a full-priced, you know, like AAA title from 2K. But really what this is, what the core of this game is, is a card game. It is just a card game in a small arena where your characters will level up, but you won't really get to customize them because the only thing that represents your characters, your Marvel heroes, is their deck of cards. Every hero's deck of cards will have a unique attribute. Wolverine's is all about chain attacks, so he's going to try and do a little bit of damage but slice up as many characters as possible with all his cards. Um, Magic, her cards revolve around using portals and pushing people through them for extra damage, sometimes immediately killing them. So every character has a kind of hook or ability hook with their cards that's similar to what their character should be thematically. And that's all really well and good. And it is a robust system that will, after about 15 hours, starts to roll out some more interesting additional cards because everything you start with is quite boring. The game's really slow to boost you with new cards. Uh, but at the end of the day, the last thing I will say is it is incredibly slow. You won't be able to skip the combat animations. There's lengthy combat animations for every single card. You're almost always using cards. You don't really move around. Positioning's not important in this game other than setting up knockback attacks with your cards. So it's not like XCOM where you're taking cover and, or moving through buildings and locations. There's no, not really any movement. You just watch your, your heroes battle it out with very generic goons. They're almost always Hydra goons for the first 20 hours. And then the game goes, you can have something that isn't a generic Hydra goon. So it's slow. It's slow. It's long. You're probably looking at 40 to 60 hours of gameplay here. At the time of writing the review, I'll be well past the 40-hour mark. And I don't think I'm going to hit credits on this because this game is bloated to a motherfucker. Um, every main mission, usually they force you to do side missions before you can continue the next main mission. So every corner of this game is trying to slow you down from what is, at its heart, very basic, a, ca a card-based brawler. And it, that would have been perfect as a mobile game, as a full-price AAA product where they've had to put in all this voice acting and production values and social side games to make it a robust package. It all brings down what was an otherwise competent game. That the card game being at worst, a bit slow, a bit boring, but still quite robust at its core. So that's how I feel about Marvel's Midnight Suns. Um, look, I... I I won't have a score finalised until uh, this podcast goes live, or rather the review goes live just beforehand. So at the moment I'm sitting on a 6, tentative, giving or taking a 0.5. So we're pretty much sitting around that 6 mark. bit disappointed with this one. Wow. <clears throat> Do you think that um, this is the kind of game that would have a mixed response? 100%. We're going to see everything from 4 out of 10s all the way up to 8, 8.5 out of 10s. The people giving it 8 and 8.5s, they're going to be our very... Idiots. They're, they're going to be the people that can handle this, the atrocious writing. It was painful for me. Like, I'm not being a wanker. It was eye-rolling at best. At worst, okay. it was I was physically and emotionally angry playing the game. Like, it would get to that point... And when you're thinking 60 hours and 30 hours of this is going to be consumed with this, oh my goodness, this game is punishing in its writing. I'm skipping through a lot of the dialogue now. Like, I hate to say this as a reviewer, but after that 30-hour mark, I was skipping all the cutscenes and dialogue because it's 
you won't remember any of it. It's just there to fill the runtime. Yeah, right. There's nothing. There's no stakes. Nothing happens. They don't do superhero shit. They're just arguing about who didn't fill up the coffee, you know, coffee pot after draining the. What last is time. superhero shit, by the way? Like, if you were like oh, beating up like... supervillains and oh, right, okay. you know, right. saving civilians. None of that happens. Every every mission is basically you just facing off a bunch of Hydra goons in a in a parking lot. You're not going into buildings. You're not rescuing civilians. There's n- you're not going to beat Thanos or some big supervillain. There's none of that. Just plain boring Hydragoons for you and some card-based battling. It's real low stakes. There's very little variety and it's so hyper even the parking lot, eh? Yeah. Well, literally. Just yeah, the parking yeah. lot. You know, there's no one... No, no, no potential victims or collateral, I suppose. Hmm. It would that, have been a great uh, mobile game. That's... I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but that's... Um, I'd, I'd play it on mobile game if it meant that we didn't have to deal with any of the side shit that's tacked onto this game because it's all it's it's all auxiliary, but it, it locks content behind it. Like, like progression is locked behind it. You need to play this shit. Yeah, right. You can ignore yeah. it, but eventually you're going to lock yourself out. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I thought this would be home run in a way. For uh, 2K. There's a lot of money behind it too. Well, uh, this like, was a weird one because like, we didn't really like know marketing. much about the game until recently. Yeah, right. Marketing's been real coy on it. It does seem like, um, I was listening to an interview with the devs and it seems like this thing didn't come together late or anything, but there was a lot of trial and error trying to figure out what this game would actually be in the first place because they initially just made XCOM with superheroes and it wasn't fun. Uh, it was sort of like what was decided internally. Um, and it's a shame hearing you say a lot of these things because they talked about you know, feature creep and they, they didn't want all of these things sort of like overriding the experience, but um, it sounds like that's exactly what they've made. Feature- and that's I'm glad you said feature creep because when I was initially um, playing this game after that 10 hours, that's all I thought of. I was like, this game feels like it was made as a Kickstarter campaign because there is, there is a dozen systems bolted onto this that have no purpose to be here other than to bloat and extend the play time and cause bottlenecks like resource bottlenecks and things like that. Like to get new cards, you'll need, one of three kind of resources. These resources will be locked behind different kinds of side missions. These side missions may not always be there. Systems within systems within systems just to slow down what is at its core, a basic, simple card game that's really solid. But it just doesn't seem like it could confidently hold people for more than 20 hours. Thus, we have 40 hours of bloat attached. Mm. It's long. Bummer. I'm so glad I didn't review this. No. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that this I, I, is my I last big one for the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I thought you were really keen for that one, James, though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Had your name all over it. Yeah, right. Okay, well, you can check out Nathan's review now. that That'll be up on the website and everyone else's and see where it lands. Like, I guess, do you... Do you think you'll be on the lower end of the scale if you had to put a, a guess there? Or you reckon you'll be... I'll tell you this much. I, I'll i be honest and upfront, cards on the table, I dislike this game far more than the 6 or 6.5 that it will get. I'm giving it the 6 roundabout based on the merit of what works in this game, but I think overwhelmingly um, the, the card-based gameplay is just like the diamond in the rough here, just elevating it above mediocre. But I'm forgiving a lot to get it there. 
because right. the game is overwhelmed by mediocrity. I dislike it far more than the score that I've given. I'm given the score based on its like professional attributes as I perceive them. I really don't like this game. <laughs> I think you should lean in personally. Score score as you see fit is my my personal. Uh, okay. We'll see what rocks up on the on the desk when that when when that uh, review comes through. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be able to tell amongst the reviewers like who who likes a bit of good quality writing and who really enjoys their trash. And I if won't I judge them for it. God of War. <laughs> you, you're not going to be seeing the memes about God of War that you're going to be seeing about the writing and dialogue in this game over the coming weeks. And I promise you will see them because it's next level bad. All right. All right. Um, all right. Let's go into something more positive. Let's talk about what we're keen for in December in our jorts. Adam, you can uh, kick us off. Big boy. Yeah, my December's a bit on the, the light side, which, to be honest, I'm kind of okay with. Um, weirdly enough, the one that sticks out the most is a game I've already played, which is The Witcher 3 getting its next-gen update because um, that looks real tasty and I need an excuse to play the game again because I haven't played either of the, the two DLCs that um, came oh. out yonks and yonks ago. I know oh, it's, it's a, a, a cardinal Didn't sin, you, especially Blood and Wine. Last year or the year before or something? I pledged the the base game, which I, that right, was okay. like the only game I actually did play from my pledge okay. list. Um, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Instead of playing new games, I'll probably play The Witcher again because why not? Um, the fuck only it. other one I think I'm genuinely keen for is Callisto because um, I love a bit of sci-fi horror and it's looking like the goods. Um, I was keen for Midnight Suns, but obviously... Nathan's put a bit of a pin in that. And I'd say that I'm interested, not actually keen about Need for Speed Unbound. But yeah, it's a it's a fairly light December, which is which is okay. We're supposed to be winding down towards the end of the year. So we don't talk that's about Cleestow on this podcast. Yeah, you'll notice that I I whiz past that pretty quickly. That was, <laughs> that was by no, design. No, we can. You can uh, you can be keen for it. Uh James, what what are you keen for? Yeah, uh, I got a bit of a an odd lineup this time. So I guess like, yeah, to, to hit it on the head, Witcher 3 update is obviously very exciting. Um, that gives me a chance to um, dive into that. I'm, I'm pretty keen. Um, I've really just got a bunch of indies here that I'm, I'm super intrigued by. So there's one called uh, Papatura, Papatura. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it seems to have been six years in production, uh, made entirely out of like paper and handcrafted stuff that they then turned into, um, animations. This is a point and click adventure thingamabob with vague horror things going on in there as well. So that looks really great. Uh, Kinseed looks, I mean, it's another, um, uh, Stardew Valley essentially, um, you know, run a farm, raise a family, fight some things, get some ore usual uh, affair but you know really nice pixel art, art style and um i'm always down for another one of these games after glitch looks uh look i mean i watched like two seconds of the trailer and i was like oh it's like death stranding um that's all i really know about it third person logistics you know yeah <laughs> um third person sci-fi experimental thing is, is what they're sort of pitching this as. Um, I have no idea what the actual game is going to be like, but I like anything that, you know, puts an astronaut on a beach is, is what we're sort of looking at here. Uh, swinging wild in the opposite direction. We've got little, little gator game, um, which did anybody here play uh, a sh- was it a short hike. 
I know what you're talking about. I haven't played it. I've had it yeah. recommended to me. Yeah, beautiful little experience. This looks sort of similar, you know, small environment, very wholesome, cutesy art style. You play as a tiny, adorable um, gator and you help out people on the island. Pretty simple, but I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, the Valkyrie Profile uh, remake, I think, is coming this December. I think that, that date is pretty locked in, so that's Leneth. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that how that runs. And High Water is one that is I'm, I'm wrapping up with here. Um, indie sort of uh, action adventure puzzles involved, apparently. But um seems like to be the world has ended. It seems flooded, and you're just a bunch of people hanging out, figuring your way through it. So... Uh, it's, it's a light month on the big games. I'll definitely give everyone that. Um, but I think there's a, a really good range of indies in here. Yeah, well, I've just looked at Paper Tour. That, that looks fucking sick. It does, isn't it? It looks it's very beautiful. Cool. Uh, I'm yeah. all about that. I've got to ask, I actually didn't, I completely forgot, but James, you want to talk about the game that you played or you're playing or do you want to save it for next week? Uh, is this the, 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 the horror okay. game? Oh, buddy. Um, <laughs> maybe let's let's save that for next week. Let's okay. let's put right. a pin in that. All right. Um, but yes, now paper two looks really cool. Mine's yeah. There's no Callisto Shore whatever. Um, and then yeah, I'm, I'm I'm playing Need for Speed. That's probably it for the the big names. Um, lots of little indies. There's one called Sword. That one called Swordship, which I think. Adam, you might be keen on that. That looks like it's got a little, little bit of Adam flavors there. Uh, that's coming on December 6th. It's from Digital Kingdom and Thunderfall Publishing. It's a futuristic, lightning fast, dodge em up. Uh, yeah. It's like an arcade shooter kind of thing, which looks, looks very cool with a very bright and vibrant kind of art style. Right. I'm uh, five seconds one, in. Sign me up. Yeah. There's one <laughs> called the Forest Quartet. Quartet? 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 Um, which is a like a puzzle adventure single player s- story game uh, and a little blurb here is uh, is a puzzle adventure about a gone but not forgotten lead singer uh, play her spirit and travel through three acts unique to the members of her band for a final farewell concert face their emotions solve puzzles and fight the corruption plaguing their souls this looks uh, pretty pretty cool uh, another one blacktail which is from focus entertainment that one looks okay i think from but based on what i've seen it's um sort of uh, third-person action-adventure game. Um, uh, Forge the legend of the Bubba Yaga. Live out its origins in Blacktail. So uh, a one-of-a-kind one of a kind blend of intense archery combat, magic and dark storytelling set in a vibrant fairy tale world. Um, so this, this look, that looks pretty cool as well. Article which was on my list. The last one... Um, <laughs> And I was surprised that maybe, I thought maybe, James, you might have had this. Uh, mm. Choo Choo Charles. Ch- you you got to have a look the, at it. Yeah, the, it the train horror yeah. thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. I, okay. I did not see that on the list, but uh, it would have been on mine if I'd seen it. Uh, yeah. Navigate an open world, an open world island in an old train. Upgrade over time, use it to fight an e- evil spider train named Charles. Uh, looks creepy, fun, and just dumb. Um, Good way You're to just gonna casually throw fun in there. Yeah, right. That looks. I think Dro- like dropping big words, big F word, big Oof. F. Yeah. <laughs> though the um, don't know about the visuals though. That <laughs> part looks a little bit, but if I'm being honest, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me for uh, December. And then uh, yeah, the paper tour, tour, 
one I might give a check out as well. Nathan, what are you? Uh, what's got your? What's tickling your interest? <sighs> bit roomier in the jorts this month after a bit, what what has been a very tight few months. I'm I'm, pr- I'm pretty happy with what we've got here in December. So, you know, I'm still going to put, you know, I feel a bit dirty because I kind of had Marvel's Midnight Suns and I think I must have put that there like a few days ago when maybe I was still thinking that, yeah, maybe, you know, this game might, might swing in the right direction, but I don't think that's going to happen. So I might pass on Midnight Suns and go for, like like Adam said, I'm interested but not like super excited for the new Need for Speed, like Unbound. I haven't played a racing game in a while because... I think, yeah, I missed this year's F1 game. I don't think I've really got my teeth into a racing game since Forza Horizon 5 last year, which was brilliant. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures is on the horizon, which doesn't look like a traditional uh, Dragon Quest. This looks more like an open-world adventure game, action-adventure, so this looks really neat. Dwarf Fortress is coming to Steam with a graphical interface. So I've always been interested in Dwarf Fortress, the... uh, if if you've not heard of it, it's the an engine that has built many a story. It's a predecessor to Minecraft. It's this open world life simulator type of thing um, that used to run in like ASCII code. Now it's getting an actual graphical user face. Uh, think games like RimWorld and those really deep immersive imsims. Uh, this is kind of a bit of that. So you'll be building a world that's with your little dwarfs. I'll start off with, I don't know, maybe building a fortress and then going to explore this huge world around it and all kinds of shit can happen. And the last one there is just high on life. You know, a comedy-flavored first-person shooter. That that could spin either way. I'm curious to see that how they handle the humor. Um, my quality par for writing has been remarkably low in recent months, so I could be easily delighted with this Um or I don't think I can stand to be much more disappointed in terms of poor writing. We'll see. Did you know that uh, High on Life has more than just the like Justin Roiland gun? Um, oh, I, yeah. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I only just recently learnt this. Uh, and oh now no, it's a full full is, FPS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm much more intrigued now. The idea of having like other voices in that game is makes it a bit more appealing for sure. Yeah, the Twitter discourse definitely focused on a very singular gimmick i'd know. i mean they only marketed it as in it i mean i at least only i saw that initial launch trailer with the whole like oh boy oh geez we're fighting a thing and it's like okay, oh right all right yeah um but uh yeah look I'm, I'm intrigued to see what else is going on under the hood in that thing yeah indeed intrigued is definitely the way and i think that wraps up my my december so i can't stand to be too much more disappointed i think i, I think everything's looking up for the old boy nice all right, let's go to the news. Um, not really, nothing overly big uh, this week, but um, headlines, uh, The Witcher remake will be open world. This is CD Projekt Red. I think they announced that today or overnight. Um, That's pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is now the highest selling PlayStation first party game ever. Um, fastest selling. Sorry, that's probably sorry. my that's probably my bad. But yeah, fastest selling. Fastest selling. Um, uh, five point one million copies within its first launch week, which is pretty, pretty huge. Uh, and James was one of those people. So thank you for your contribution <laughs> there, James. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
the there's a Netflix roundup, James, which you've done. We might start tackling some more Netflix stuff uh, next year. Uh, shitloads is coming, James. What's one or two things that look good next month? Um, Glass Onion, obviously the ma- massive highlight of December's uh, Netflix releases. Ryan Johnson's Knives Out sequel, which I saw in a movie theater. <gasps> uh, I was very happy to have gotten the chance to do that. Um, cheeky boy. I know. Look, little week. You got to go and see it when you can see it. Amazing film, December twenty third on Netflix. Very um, Yes. And look, I'm going to give a special shout out to that Sonic uh, animated series because why the fuck not? I'm a Sonic guy now, so you know it looks looks good. <laughs> Knuckles has hats. Um, I'm I'm in for, I'm into it. I don't know what date that's coming though. Read my article. Find out. December fifteenth. Nice. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading it. <laughs> Elden Ring has got a ball game and Kickstarter is going absolutely wild. Uh, I think they've got like what, over 2 million in total oh, it's now. Well, it's well, well past the, the 2 be, million. I think it's close to it's 5 past, million now. Yeah, I was going to say, they have to have eclipse 5 by okay. now, which is up four there. Mil. Sitting four currently, three, yeah, sitting currently three, on 4 mil. Three days to go. That last day usually goes up by a number. They'll, Fuck, I'm they'll just looking at a tick up it. in front of me now. Damn. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the game also looks... Absolutely mint. Uh, Steamforged uh, a bad for kind of just slapping a different coat of paint on the same game over and over. Um, Have you heard about the controversy around this? Uh, don't ruin the game for me, Nathan. They're, they're not <laughs> showing this game to any previewers or like conventions. Like normally, Steamforged will give out copies of their game around Kickstarter campaigns to all kinds of people to get impression out. Yeah. Um, they've gone, they've swung right the other way. They've only given access to one outlet and one outlet alone. And they're not letting like any info about this get out. They've been real coy and there has been concerns raised about just... Fuck the concerns. Looks great. <laughs> have a look at it on Kickstarter. <laughs> Shitload of minis. The, the systems actually look half decent. I like um, that the world's in a book. I'm always keen for that. Yes, it takes yeah. so much less space. So it's Could got you... like a... Yes, yes, I did. Oh, it's you only a fat dollar, just so I can get the okay, the pledge manager. So because I'm not just so silly. I can have the option of purchasing. I'm not silly, like, mate. I just want to dip my toe in. Um, but yeah, it's got really? like an open world aspect where it's got the hex tiles, and then when you go into a dungeon, that's all within a book. Uh, and there's no dice combat this time around, like there is in the Dark Souls board game. Um, it's all uh, more card based, kind of like a deck builder, which I'm I'm always about. So, yeah, it's looking very very good. I'm keen to to look Can into. Can I it. ask a maybe a stupid question here? So, with these board games, um, is this officially licensed? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So, why is it sure. a Kickstarter? Yeah. Well, this is my question. There is a very good cynical reason for it, Adam. No, Nathan, please. You're, you'll deliver it far better than I will. Go for it, mate. <laughs> because rather than going through retail outlets, what they're going to do is they're going to... So these campaigns run off of FOMO, which you're obviously mm. aware of with crowdsourcing. They're going to pump out hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of additional content that will only sell as per requested via this Kickstarter and it will sell for two to three times as much in the aftermarket. Right. Aftermarket sales are crippling when it comes to these licensed games going to Kickstarter. Retail will only get the base game, maybe one or two expansions. Those early adopters are willing to foot 600 bucks or whatever it is. They're going to get all the content that's going to be a scalper's haven afterwards. And this is a very long-running issue with 
licensed board game Kickstarters and Kickstarters in general. You pay mm. top dollar or the FOMO is going to gut you on eBay. Right. As I saw that uh, Bloodborne board game, which is something that oh, I that's love another to example for myself. of it. And yeah, and then I saw like the stack of expansion packs. I was like, what the f like no. That's Do you know <laughs> how much that's um, so I've got an eye on that. That's currently going for around fifteen hundred on eBay. Jesus so easily Christ. over twice what it was going for on Kickstarter. Yeah. If you want the whole kit and caboodle. What could I sell the, the RE ones for? Probably not much. Fuck um, sorry. Yeah. You need all the additional stuff. It's the additional stuff that sells the most. What you've got, you can. I think you can still get at retail. Okay. Like, did you get everything? Like with the six nah. extra boxes or whatever? No, nah, I got two. I think. Yeah. No, no right. those the extra extra, and usually it's just a bit nonsense anyway. But it's the FOMO, man. You want to be one of that, you know, five hundred people that own that shit, and there won't be many people that do generally. Yeah. Right. Um, where were we? Uh, so the Australian Games Tax offset, uh, which yeah, I can't remember when it first came came about, but basically where uh, there's an incentive that will give uh, developers with projects over five hundred thousand a thirty percent tax incentive to basically hire more people, expand scope and whatnot. Uh, that will that has passed. Uh, in into parliament so that'll that'll come into legislation very very soon which will be very 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 cool speaking of australian games industry stuff uh, there's a new gaming expo called the game expo and that's coming in uh, to melbourne march 11 and 12 next year uh from what i can read it's mostly about esports so it looks like a kind of like another dream hackish kind of thing um with dream hack the following month Dreamhack the following month. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a weekend-long gaming and pop culture celebration. The Game Expo will feature everything from esports, esports tournaments, cosplay creator meetups, uh, consoles set up with new games, tabletops, and more. I think there'll be another like little uh, booth or section with 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 some games and stuff to play as well. So there you go. Get around that. Tickets are available now. Did anyone look at how much the tickets are? Yeah, there. It's right here. That's seventy bucks for a day pass. Uh, and the Saturday or the Sunday will no, sorry, a weekend pass is seventy bucks, or each day pass is forty, forty dollars there. So I'm interested. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Hollywood nineteen forty seven is a social deduction board game set in Tinseltown. Adam, this is probably you. Yeah, boy. So this is from Facade Games. This is part of their Dark Cities series. Um, so they do a whole bunch of little board games that can fit into a box that looks like a book. Um, it's got a very cool aesthetic to it. And all of the games are really fucking great. I've played Deadwood 1876 and Tortuga 1667. Um, they're all slightly different. Bristol 1350 I've also seen a game like a, a playthrough of. Um, this one is... That the is, play one? Yes. Yeah, it is. So you're, you're jockeying for position on a, a cart and you're all contracting the plague and and passing cards between yourself and you want to be the the team that gets to the end without obviously having someone on the the cart that has the plague but they they're all very thematic and all very cool um this one hollywood uh 1947 is a social deduction game so you're playing as movie producers that uh most of you are fine upstanding citizens um but there are a few of you who are secret communists that are trying to sneak in communist imagery into the movie um so you draw cards 
and you have like a secret role. And if you're a communist, obviously you're trying to lie, say that you're not a communist. Um, if you get outed, not good. People won't vote for um, for your movies. But the the idea is to get three, I think it's three, no, sorry, four movies through that are either good upstanding American films or four communist uh, laden Propaganda. Um, propaganda, exactly right. So, yeah, it all fits into a tiny little box. It looks like uh, a fairly rules light game. You can apparently teach it and learn it in about 10 minutes, and it will take about 20 minutes to half an hour to play. Um, I'm very, very keen to get my hands on it, and the Kickstarter will go live on January 17th. So, if that floats your boat, you should give it a look at. Cool. This sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very keen. Um, there you go. Oh, sorry. The other thing we've got here is the Rematra, Rematra abilities revealed with a new gameplay trailer for Overwatch 2. Um, Ash has written this up uh, on the website and it. I is... forgot that game happened. Yeah. Me too, I'm, man. I'm sure I've had it installed it, since yeah. day one. Haven't so it's a new it. character. It looks a bit like the Predator. He does a bit, yeah. He's a an omnic. He's similar to. Um, oh yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah, he's got like the the dreadlock looking things. Uh, he's similar to Zenyatta, but he's kind of on the the opposite side. He's very um, aggressive, but yeah, he's cool. He can transform into a, the nemesis form. He gets all big and bulky, um, but yeah, he looks he looks very very cool. He looks like a an aggressive character that I would be terrible at playing, but I'm keen to get destroyed by. So yeah, he looks interesting. Great. Um, all right. So Starship Troopers Extermination is a multiplayer PVE shooter coming in 2023. This Yeah, don't fucking today. blow this off because Starship Troopers is fucking great and a Starship Troopers multiplayer game sounds like the absolute tits. It's a PVE game, 12 players, you build up little defenses and you fight bugs. It sounds fucking awesome. Zach, if you blow this off, I'll be real mad. Game looks well, good. You take the lead, bro. It's all yours. No, that's that's it. That's, <laughs> I'm that's, done. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty much all it is. It's it's going into early access early next year on Steam. Um, you'll have classes, assault, support, defense, um, separate teams, four teams, um, 12 players in total. And base building? Yeah, it's got like light base Whoa. building, kind of like... Um, you build up little defenses to kind of uh, protect yourself from the arachnids. Um, but yeah, I think of, of all of the nostalgia games we've been getting lately, a lot of them being asymmetric multiplayer games for whatever reason, uh, a PVE game set in the Starship Troopers universe sounds like a hell of a good time. Whether it's good or not, who knows, but <laughs> I'll be there day one to be checking it out. <laughs> Those screenshots don't look great. But there yeah, needs sure. to be more PVE games. I'm, Agreed. I reckon. Well, let's play, some D, let's play some DMZ. Let's play Isn't some it? GTFO. True, true. Um, Best review 2022. Oh, mate, that was, that's been on my whiteboard. GTO review, GTFO review for ages. And eventually when I redid it the other week, I was like, it's, it's gone. It's Just give it to Jordan. He's, he's finished it three times and the time it's taken you to write it so far. Probably. He can, he's doing, he's done, done them all. Solo. Um, no, I did a little piece on RE Outbreak uh, and how I want to see it come back. So if you if you want to read about RE uh, being Resident Evil Outbreak coming back, you can go read that. James was a big fan of it. Um, 
Cheers, mate. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh, all right. I that's, was. It's a good yeah, piece. No, yeah, no, I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. What wasn't meant to be. Dear listener, it's got James's stamp of approval. It yeah. does. Get Literally on. this time. Yeah. Um, it, I actually played a bit of the old one before I wrote this. Oh, yeah. So my fucking computer died. Who Did everyone else know about this? Probably, I think maybe right. only Adam. Yeah, like sad news. So, yeah, uh, my PC, the cooling uh, bit of it just shit its pants. Uh, and then they, I think they replaced the GPU as well. Um, apparently it was missing some screws and I don't know, bro. Um, there you go. So I didn't have it for like, I took it the day before I went to Cairns, like down to uh, NZXT. And then I was like, I feel good. I'm going for a week. It's just a cooling thing. Be sweet. Then they're like, oh, we've had another problem with your GPU. It's we need to order the screws or something. And I was like, sure, well, whatever. It can't be that hard. They're like, oh, you know. Yeah. So anyway, finally got it back. But um, all the screenshots I took of playing Outbreak the night before it died were on my PC, so I didn't have any good good screenshots. But I did. I did play the old one. I played through a couple missions. It's good fun. It's good fun. Cool game. Mm. I don't know why they keep bothering with those dog shit fucking multiplayer <laughs> games. God, they suck. Honestly. But like the th- what confuses me the most is someone or some people at Capcom, they're going, no, nah, let's, let's sink money into this. Mm. Like just throw the like, I guess the, like the top of the building. For each that. like new Resident Evil game that's come out and there's been like these new kind of like shitty multiplayer things attached, right? Like they've got the assets there. So I don't necessarily blame them for wanting to use them in another way. Mm. Um, but Again, why not just, even if it's narrative light, just make another outbreak or an outbreak adjacent experience. Yeah. It's it's not hard. Well, yeah, you wouldn't think it's hard, I should say. At, at least, at the very least, they gave us Resident Evil 4 VR. So they're just still doing some interesting mm. side shit. What's weird is that like, this this company loves, loves reselling you the same game, like multiple <laughs> times. Oh, man. Yeah. How many times have we bought Resi 4? I still keep I know, going. right? And Street Fighter. Like, how many times is all those different... So it's like just make outbreaks up. Mm. Anyway, uh, let's go to no James. James. Sorry. No, I just it got me thinking about co-op Resident Evil experiences. Um, Zach, have you played uh, uh, what's the one with Moira and Claire? Moira. Mer- Is it? Um, oh, Revelation. Uh, Revelation. Yeah. yeah. What What do you think of Revelations? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, good one. Yeah. On the boat? Is that the one on the boat? The first, the, one? The, the first one's on the boat. The second one is um, the, on the weird island. prison island. Yeah. yeah. No, I liked it. It was good. Yeah. I'd be happy if they made that again. Yeah. Um, Same. No, I'd be, I'd be keen for, uh, yeah, Revelations 3. But, mm. yeah, like, just make this one, please. No more <laughs> shit. break instead. Yeah. No more, yeah, bad. And, like, they've, they've, like, they've tried it with, like, uh, was it Operation Raccoon City, kind of, like a PvE game? Mm. But it's like no one wants that. Like people are telling you what they want. We want dead aim. Listen. Oh. Yeah, right. Um, all right, off topics. Anyone got let, – let's talk 1899. Do you guys talk, talk about last week? We not really. Like we, we, we just touched on it. We, did, we wanted to save the conversation for you, of course. I finished I, it yesterday. Okay. I'm six steps down. James? I've I've finished it. Okay, I was hoping to finish it by tonight, but unfortunately, I have it. Adam, you're four reps, I think you said before. Potty? Yeah, I think I've only just started episode five. Not okay. all the way through it though. 
Okay, so he's, yeah, these are all where you'd want to be. Mm. I think maybe we'll have a proper, maybe we'll do like a, a VHS potty about it. But just quick, uh, Nathan, what what are your quick thoughts on the series? Um, it, I um, maybe like I, I I appreciate it. I enjoy it. I'm a little bit let down expectations wise, simply because it seems to tread many plot beats that Dark did. You might mm. know what I'm referring to. There's a lot of I think overlap in terms of uh, twists involving characters and characters' relationships to one another, and yeah. some of the like the psychological, um, you know, sub like twists and subplots. I, I feel like it's we've we've been here before. So when I saw there's some big twists that occur around halfway points, so Adam would have seen them by now. Zach certainly would have. Um, none of that really me like I'd already got an inkling that we were heading in that direction and I didn't feel the the paradigm shift as much as I did in dark okay but overall how would you did you enjoy it oh or? yeah I absolutely enjoyed it dark sets a higher bar yeah I enjoy it I had higher expectations off the back of dark though hmm. but I was happy with it I you know it's gonna have to have a second season. I'd be surprised if it didn't, outside of cancellation. Um, that honestly could retroactively make or break it for me, though. Like, I might dislike season one if they, f- you know, fuck season two. See, I said a lot of the, well, very, very briefly, but to Adam when he, like, when he sent me a message, I was like, it's just not as good as Dark. Like, it's just not no, level. No, it's not. And Adam didn't didn't uh, like that Uh Response. I can give two shits about Dark at the moment because I haven't watched it. So oh, well, there you I don't. Go. I don't have the same expectations going into it. I'm going in fresh, not having seen it. So yeah, I think I'm enjoying it more for that fact. We well, don't I'm have sh- that comparison, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm sure if I am dark. to watch, if I am to watch Dark, not promising no, anything. You will. You will. All right. When right. I watch Dark. I'm sure I'll have similar thoughts, but at this stage, I'm just enjoying it for for what it is, and yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time so far. Is it just me, or for the amount of characters in it over those eight episodes, it seems like half of them don't really get much development, and therefore it kind of annoyed me how much time was spent on them early on. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, James, what what do you think? Um, I thought it was fine. Uh, I, I it was fine. Um, there, there was some stuff that I really enjoyed, like the, the vibe is nice and there's some really good performances in there. Um, I think the moment to moment script is fine. It's kind of Netflixy. Um, yeah, like I, I did find the pacing quite plodding. Um, and I mean, I enjoy a good slow burn. Like I'm, I'm happy to spend 40 hours doing nothing in Death Stranding, but like this was, I, I don't know. It, it's it, it's not even spinning its wheels so much as it's just kind of like luxuriating in what it's setting up and trying to do. And then when you finally get to what it's doing, it's like, okay, sure. Took a while um, to get here though, didn't it? It yeah. did. It really, really did. Um, I, I I did. I saw that the the creators said that they've got like a, another two seasons or something planned out. Um, and I don't, I d- I don't really know what you would even do with this show beyond what happens at the end because the ending kind of is is the show um in, in my did opinion did you say that um, at the end of did you say that at the end of season one of westworld uh no because like westworld like 
kicks its door wide open. Like it ends in a satisfying way, but you okay, can go through that door. Okay, maybe they didn't kick the door open. They just sort of or just kind it of open like, a little bit. Oh, great, more time with these people. Um, this is kind <laughs> of uh, where I ended up with um with with old mate boat. Um, yeah, look, it, fine. Um, I have some season two. They won't be on a boat. That's well, have you seen, yeah. Have you seen Dark? No, but I I will be watching it. Okay, um, so both because your homework. Yeah, if, if this is them firing less, like, less good, let's say, than Dark, um, I'm intrigued oh, by what, what Dark is then. Um, I'd, I'd say, and Nathan's with me, Dark is best show on Netflix and one of the best shows on Netflix. I've, I've okay. ever watched. In- intriguing. But I'm um, curious, because it is a bit of a slow burn, but I think it's the ending, like, when they wrap it all up, I think they do it in such a good way that it kind of makes that burn worth it. Anyway. In, in Dark? Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, Dark is a very fine. satisfying slow burn. Yeah, I'm six steps in. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I, there's a couple of quirky things. So what I was referring to in the chat the other day, I said I wonder if anyone else has picked up on this, but, but only probably Nathan can because he's anyone that's seen that's seen Dark. These creators or the writers or whoever the fuck decides this love putting a song the last like five minutes of each episode, every single episode, there's a song at the end of every episode. Oh, it'll be like, don't fear the reaper or something. Mm. Like yeah, that's and then always like, like a notable who song. Who doesn't love Blue Oyster Cult though? Come on. And then it's I mean, like, it still pops off. But it's just every single episode like ends with a song. And it's like, mate, do you have yep. to end? But, but like, this is what James is saying. Like it's a super Netflixy show like that. It is. Well, well, I'll but, tell you what though. When that first Dark episode, like, Dark like that fucking... Oh, Dark does it as well? Yeah, does Dark does it, I don't think it does it, I, does it I don't every time. It. That, nah, it does it because it was something that I picked up on. Interesting. But, but mm. like, it, like, I get what you mean. Like, it's every episode here, but I don't recall it being as prominent in Dark whatsoever. Mm. I think it was one of those things that's like, once you know it, mm. you know it kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. In the, um, in the second episode when it kicked off, I was like, oh, okay, we're just going to be doing this every time now. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, whatever. It's yeah. Knows me. No more um, white rabbit. I'm just gonna say that. Just <laughs> stop. The please. other thing Ooh, that we're in for a trippy time. The other thing that <laughs> irritates me a little bit is this spoilers. Nah, whatever. Fuck it. Um, but it's, it's not spoiler. Like the different languages talking to one to one another all the time, mm-hmm. and there are certain there's certain times when I'm like. Can they it's, understand one another? Yeah, they got no idea. They got no idea. Like they're the not Polish really any... dudes talking to the French dude, and they, yeah. they seem to get it. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. Like it's like, bro, like you have no idea like what he's saying. Yeah, Polish you, and French, not close, bro. But like sometimes you kind of get they'll gesture towards something. Like uh, when one of the girls asking about the pregnant girl, like you know how long you've been pregnant, they kind of refer to the you know you kind of can be like, okay, I can see how you'd, how you'd get that. Point to the belly, point to your wrist. But like... How long? Mate, there's so many conversations in different languages and they're like, yeah, no, nah, like we're all good. And it's like, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> like, I've, I've yeah, I was surprised that no, for, for a multilingual show, it doesn't really have any consequence to the fact that they're all speaking different languages. Like you'd think there'd be a complication. Something would trip them up. Uh, they just keep paddling. I do wonder if like the... Yeah, yeah, we can't talk about that without spoilers. We'll, I'll leave that alone. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I'll, Adam, your goal is to finish uh, 
1899. I actually forgot what it was called. For the a boat show. The yeah. boat show. Uh, boat show. And I'll finish it this week and we'll talk maybe next yeah. week about Easy. In, a, in a spoiler cast. All right. Uh, anything else that anyone else has watched? Been watching a bit of Detroiters. Has anyone watched Detroiters? What the fuck is that? So it's a comedy that I think was on Comedy Central for like two seasons. It stars Sam Richardson, who's a comedian I've been really getting up on. And I think it's Tim Robbins. Is that his name? The dude that did the... I think uh, you should leave. I think you should leave. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think you should... So it's both those dudes. They're in like... They've basically made this like really absurdist slice of life sitcom uh, in Detroit. It just follows the two of them as admin in Detroit, but Detroit being like you know, run-down sort of bumfuck part of the Midwest that's sort of down on its luck. So these guys are crafting like like Tassie level, like northern Tassie level ads for local businesses and stuff like that. So it gets pretty wild pretty quick. And obviously these are two great comedians, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. And one of the characters they've got is uh, acted by Danny Brown, who I've been talking about the past few weeks. Also a bit of Detroit talent. But of course, I think the only person that can appreciate him is Kieran and he's no longer with us. Rip. Um, Rip. There you go. Can, can Who can remember? Who's got Prime? I do, yeah. There's a show on Prime that I watched while I was away. I thought it was quite good. New, new show. Uh, no, not quite good. I actually thought it was... Actually, no, it was okay. Um, it's... Uh, fuck. I can't log into Prime. Um, Starring? Female. British. <laughs> this is like a fucking Wes Wally, mate. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you obviously haven't seen it because you know. Oh yeah, you know. because woman and British on Prime is such a. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see the history, uh, you know. Uh, but it's where like, um, it's got Doctor Who in it. Old man Doctor Who. He was in Skins. Oh, Peter oh. Capaldi. Yes, it's. Oh, this yeah, is the new yeah, Peter yes. Capaldi show that people are saying is really bloody good. Yeah, it's quite it's, new. It is the it is the really Devil's good. Hour. That's it, the Devil's Hour. Yeah, um, Capaldi, mate. That's the one you want to go for. Yeah, I, I couldn't. A... British woman. Hmm. Well, she's Peter Capaldi. <laughs> yeah. He's he's not the main character though. He's the Senate. Anyway. But I do want to watch this, you uh, mostly mm. because Capaldi's in there. That dude is—he's a firebrand. Yeah, he. he uh, that that show is very cool. Okay. Um, okay. Very cool. It's going on the list. It's going uh, up on the list now. Yep. There was another thing I watched, but I can't recall what it is. So we'll we'll leave that um, mm. for next time when I remember. Maybe probably won't. Uh, anybody else got anything they want to or they've watched? Negative. Mm. No, nah, I think it was nah. just glass onion for me this week. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Uh, getting excited for Avatar. Who's who's uh, going to watch the original oh. again? You nah. you guys might be able to talk me into it. I won't be attempting. Really? I could be. Ah, uh, fuck Avatar. No, it's 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 good. Uh, <laughs> James is in the it's better than you remember camp. He's, it is he's, better than you remember. He's yep. an apologist now. He's I redeeming am. it. Yep. Cannot wait for Way of Water. Let's make that money back for James Cameron. Come on. <laughs> sequels. Sequels. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind. Avatar I could be convinced. Uh, I guess Andor finished. 
Um, that stuck that the landing. Great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so didn't it just? That was, that was a real good feeling to see like a proper good Star Wars TV show start to finish. Fuck oath. And a, like a socialist thriller. It's been a long time since I've seen a genuine yeah. socialist thriller that's not in Absolutely. any way cringe. Like it, it, it punches well above its weight. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Is there a way you can see your watch history list on Netflix for any of those shows? Just out of interest? That's a good question. Um, might just be like continue watching or watch again, yeah, I think see, is the closest thing they've got yeah, to that's, it. That's bump. They should have something like bump. on on like Spotify YouTube. or something. You can um yeah. yeah. Uh cool. Anyway. Um not through the apps at least, yeah. No. Uh Barbarians 2 is one show that I'm very keen to watch, which is the the German Roman uh history show. I don't know how how this um heavy on accuracy this one is but yeah I'm, I'm keen to watch that uh but yeah that's pretty much it um let's wrap it up shall we you do it no 92 on the week again because buddy buddy is still <laughs> <laughs> he ruined still a good thing terror continues yeah yeah what a hmm this looks it's not doing netflix film of the week but a cross promotion with the website could could do that um, mm. I'm on Netflix now. Just having a look. I'm about to sneeze. Well, That's let's right. finish it before I fucking finish. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC, uh, DLC podcast. You can check out the content on www.well-play.com.au. James's, not James's, uh, Nathan's Midnight Suns review. I think there's much else coming up. We've got maybe a few That's things. Uh, mm. Have a good weekend. Um, yeah. Watch Dark if you haven't watched Dark. Watch Dark. Bye. And farewell. I haven't watched Dark. Bye. Yep. I'm... I'm mm. <laughs> <laughs>